Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our hearts to help men not just know Scripture, but to be able to put it back into practice so that they can stand firm in their faith. So whether you're a longtime believer and looking to grow deeper in your relationship with God, or you're new to the faith and looking to build a solid foundation in biblical truths, you are in the right place. So today we are continuing our exploration through the Sermon on the Mount. In the previous weeks, we've covered the Beatitudes and looked in depth at what each one of these Beatitudes means for us as believers and specifically Christian men. You see, as Christians, we are called to live lives that are markably different than the world. We should look different than the world. Instead of self-reliance, we should be relying on God. Instead of fearing death, we should have hope in eternity. Instead of seeking earthly praise, we need to be seeking humility. Instead of pursuing earthly success, we need to pursue kingdom righteousness. Instead of getting revenge and getting even, we're supposed to go after mercy and give mercy. Instead of only worrying about external purity, we need to be pursuing internal purity. Instead of instigating conflict, we should instigate peace. And instead of standing down in the face of persecution, we are called to stand firm. We should stand out because we pursue the things of heaven and not the things of earth. We should look different, we should act different, and as a result, we will draw people to Christ. But more importantly, we will bring glory to God, which is really our chief end at the end of the day. So today we're continuing in Matthew chapter 5, and we're looking specifically at verses 13 through 16, and it goes like this. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In these verses, Christ is comparing believers to both salt and light. And each one of these analogies carries with it incredible imagery Uh, as well as significance. And the first thing he says, he tells the disciples that you are the salt of the earth. Salt had two main purposes in the Middle East during this time. Uh, There was a lack of refrigeration. You couldn't just go to Walmart and buy a freezer or refrigerator. In order to preserve your food, you had to use salt. Meat in the desert spoils very, very quickly, so salt was used to preserve that meat so it could be edible and usable. And in the same way, Christians are called to act as a preservative in the world. Sin corrupts. Sin destroys. Sin spoils us. But in Christ, we are preserved. And and Christians, we're supposed to carry that story of the gospel, carry that salt into a world that is spoiling because of sin. And secondly, salt was used as a flavor enhancer. Salt tasted good. That's why people liked to put salt on food then and they still like to do it today. It enhances the flavor of the food. And in the same way, we are called to enhance the flavor of this world. We are living under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and obedient to Christ and we influence this world for good. We bring some good and some positive flavor to a world that that is not tasting very good, to a world that is prone to evil and prone to wander. So as Christians, we're called to be salt, salt of the earth. 
And salt that is useful, not salt that is, is no longer good for anything and can be thrown out and trampled under people's feet because it's basically just sand. But we need to be salt that is salty, salt that preserves, that shares that gospel message, but also salt that adds flavor and God's grace to the world around us. The second thing is, is light. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And here he's pointing out the good works that we will do and how they point back to Christ. It's not about us, but it's about Christ. Matthew's recording Jesus here saying that we are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill. And this is not something that people hide, but it's something that people can see. And when you light a match in a dark room, that single match makes something unmistakable. It, it lights up nearly the entire room because of that one flicker of light. And as Christians in a world full of darkness, and there's no denying that our world today is full of darkness, we are supposed to have the same effect. God's truth, the truth of God's word, brings light into the darkness of this world and the dark places of our hearts. And it points to the good work of Jesus. And then we also back that up in our good works that is an evidence of our faith. We are not a faith of works, but that our faith is shown to be true by the works that we do. The works that we do and the posture that we perform them in, giving glory to God, that's the ultimate goal. It says at the end of this, that we're not standing out for our own sake, but that those who would look on us would give glory to our Father who is in heaven. As Christian men, we are called to be different. We are called to stand out in this world. We are called to display these specific character traits. We're called to preserve the, the world around us by sharing the gospel message and sharing Jesus with those in our lives. We are called to bring flavor to this world by sprinkling the hope of truth into this world with, with our words and with our actions. And we're called to be a light to this world, to carry forth the gospel, to carry forth the message of Jesus Christ, the hope that can only be found in him, not so that we can be lifted up and seen as, as good or greater than, but that we can point others to our Father in heaven so that he would receive all the glory. So let's talk a little bit about this. How can we apply this to our lives in a practical way? Well, the first question is this, in what ways is your life reflecting your faith in Christ? In what ways are you being salt and light in the world around you? And the second question is, in what ways are you not? In what ways are you failing to reflect your faith in Christ? And the third one is this, what do you need to either start doing, stop doing, or do more of so that you can reflect Christ in your life? Man, we are called to do life together. We're called to walk alongside one another in this journey so that we are being salt and light, so that we are making a difference for the kingdom of God. One way that we can do that is through discipleship and mentorship, and that's what we do at Reformed and Redeemed. If you're interested in learning more about our process, you can contact us at reformedandredeemed.org.